Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. Hey, gents. So we have 23 minutes. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of ground to cover in 23 minutes. I feel like that was a good catch-up. <clears throat> it was good. It was an important catch-up. Which is for the fans that they know. We spent, I think, maybe six minutes catching up after not talking for a month. And then spent mm -hmm. an hour of our very precious time <laughs> coming to terms <laughs> with, this is going to be very hard to <laughs> find the podcasting schedule. time. Yeah. But may this time tonight be enchanted. May it enchant mm -hmm. us and the world and not be a podcast about this podcast. Maybe. We said, yeah, hopefully not. But if it does, may it enchant all those who need to be enchanted. Enchantamos. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Beautiful. That, all right, so go ahead. See, we're out of our rhythm here. <laughs> yeah, we are very out of our rhythm. This is, it's yeah. Good. yeah. Did you guys stretch before? Unique New York. Unique, Unique New York. Open pit barbecue sauce. Boom, boom. Open pit barbecue sauce. I, I stretched was, my calves, but ran out of time. So yep. that was it. I focused mostly on my hammies and my quads. <laughs> yep you do not want to pull a hammy nope nope i'm more of a deep squat hip flexor guy you know what i'm saying so i feel ready um Make, i saw a shirt one of the, it was a pro wrestler uh a few years ago had a shirt that said make make squats deep again <laughs> was, was it really funny was it Who's father that? michael brimmer was that <laughs> <laughs> was it him uh I've been taking this uh, supplement called chondroitin, or it's glucosamine is the main thing. I Googled supplements for people with bad knees or like joint pain. And this was the Google winner for sure was like these four things, one of which was turmeric, which is just a spice. I, is My sister's big for that, for anti-inflammation. Hmm. So it's a cocktail of four different things in a little capsule and it claims to be organic and not have any dairy or whatever in it. But uh, <clears throat> I want to say that it's working because I've been taking it now and I've also been in a good rhythm of making breakfast every day, eating eggs every single day, uh, which undoes the egg freeness of the supplement that I take uh, or dairy freeness. Anyways, I've been playing more basketball now that the school year has started. I played a couple really long sessions because obviously my team was winning so we just were running the court basically um and i my whole body was sore but my knees were not sore and i i, I guess this is just a glory story that maybe maybe i found the at natural hgh that's going to keep me brett farving well into my 40s <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dude you just make that a verb <laughs> brett farving yes that's great Dude, that's yeah. what I want my priesthood to be like. Just keep you're the Brett, Brett Favre of priests. Yeah, mm -hmm. just keep going. Right. You know, you come out, you retire, and then you're like, I can't live without it. I no. got to come back. 
Mm. Even if it's for my enemy's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, mm. When he played for the Vikings and then almost made it to the Super Bowl. He was like a play away. All true. Down Hail Mary. I was rooting for him to get to win that game very much. <laughs> it's very There's a great video of, uh, of Brett Favre. Who is the Raiders coach, the blonde guy? You know oh, who I'm talking yeah. about? John Gruden. John, John Gruden. Gruden. He had some kind of show. Maybe it was on YouTube, but I, I felt like a TV show that Brett Favre was on where they just, it was like an hour long interview. And he just kind of talked about like some of his favorite plays from his career and they had video up and they, he like LeBron James, sometimes he, you'll see him interviewed and he has like this amazing memory for plays, you know, like LeBron can play it like a tape. Golfers do the same thing where they can play like the whole round in their head. Mm. But it was amazingly interesting listening to just him, how much he loved the game and he was just this gunslinger. So a lot of it was improv, but he remembered every little like huddle things that he'd said to his receivers at key moments in games. And it was fun. It was very fun to watch. Made me like football more and Brett Favre and Gruden, even though I forgot his name. But that like when people are so excellent at a thing and seem to be so natural, I love, it's like the same reason you watch Bob Ross paint. Just like, wow, it's a joy to watch you be so Mm. free. Nice. Wow. Bob Ross. Outstanding. I got into a new Bob Ross, though. Uh, Bill Alexander. He's even better than Bob Ross, I think. And I think Bob Ross, it maybe learned from Bill Alexander because I Mm. one night was watching. This is when my dad was in the hospital. and I was kind of stressing. And at night I was watching painting, (laughs) painting videos on YouTube. (laughs) Um, And they have them all like the whole all the seasons of bob ross and i i watched like season one episode one and bob ross mentioned this guy bill alexander uh who he had learned from or or something and this guy he's like polish or something he's got an accent and he says happy little clouds and all that stuff that bob ross is famous for Hmm. and i'm fairly certain it was i didn't look too much into like when these were relative to bob ross's shows but um he's he's more bob ross is like very chill he goes everything's just you know it's this is your world and you just kind of throw in a how about a little tree right here and and how about a little shed and i I think it lives over here and bill alexander is more like when you are painting you are next to god don't (laughs) just fire it in you fire look at that power i feel so alive and he's so it's more inspiring but it's still (laughs) the same kind of like uh free natural energy does Hmm. he do landscape stuff like same exact stuff same exact stuff but it's just not as it's more like chaotic i don't know how to explain it it's not as but but bob ross is like very just and and he's more like fire it in use your (laughs) knife (laughs) i I don't know who this guy is but i (laughs) Sounds I intense, man. Watch him. <laughs> a, thinner, a thinner paint will always stick to a thicker paint. A thicker <laughs> paint will not stick to a thinner paint. Wow. You are making Megan Ulrich work right now. <laughs> <laughs> These show notes are going to be deep and intense. <laughs> but the one that really got me, I had to share with my sister, was at the end of it. He's just done looking at. He's done with his painting. He's just looking at it. And he goes, 
It's so fantastic. We can pick, make a beautiful painting so quickly. I hope you like it. I love you. And then it just <laughs> ends. <laughs> the video ends. <laughs> he was just like, he couldn't contain it. Sounds his like love. A, a character Will Ferrell would play in a movie <laughs> or something. Huh. He would be good at that. <clears throat> I would agree uh, to the general premise that there is something very cool. I don't know if it's the exact word you're talking about, um, but call it excellence. Um, there's something I think that is both attractive and um, just it's just cool when you you see it. You can see it in any facet. You can see it in baseball or business or painting or whatever. You're like, wow, this person is clearly good at what they do. And it's, I like it. I don't have anything to say on it really past that, but I agree that it's, it's very cool to see. No, and it's true. And you can recognize it. Um, my sister-in-law, she kind of helped me to, to notice this, but you can recognize excellence or beauty in different art forms or different mediums. Even if you don't know the act, if you're not familiar with the art form itself mm -hmm. and like, you just see a golf swing that's excellent and you're like, man, that's beautiful. I don't mm. know much about golf and I couldn't tell you what the heck is going on there, but that is how you're supposed to swing a golf club. Hmm. And my sister-in-law, uh, Paloma, she watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Um, and she said, I, I don't know anything about basketball, but when that guy plays basketball, it is beautiful. Hmm. And it's like, you just recognize that excellence and you hit the the form of a thing. Mm -hmm. It just, it just, boom, it just pops like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There is a, there is a play to it, you know, like it's just fun. Like what Bill Alexander is expressing that I found so contagious was like, I am, a, I'm more alive because I'm creating. And this is a thing where it's easy for me to create. I like see a thing in my mind and it just comes out on the canvas the same way like a, a musician can just play like an instrument is like an extension of their hand or a sportsman, you know, his his cricket paddle or his baseball bat is an extension of his body. <laughs> Those are my top two examples. Yeah, uh, very, very insightful examples. Very relatable. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> um, I w I'm reading through, reminds me of, I'm reading through uh, screw tape letters right now for IPF. I've never read it cover to cover. Um, a lot of very, very good insights to it. But one that I read recently, I don't remember what letter it is. Um, but the, the younger demon in screw tape, um, he, he makes a mistake in that the person was kind of falling away from God, his patient that he's working on to try and get to hell. And he makes a mistake of um, allowing him to be exposed to uh, certain forms of pleasure for their own sake. Mm -hmm. And so he, he thought, and it was something to the effect of he thought something would make him vain, but it was actually something that allowed him to enjoy it for the thing itself which inevitably like put him back on the path towards God. And so there's this, um, this cool little explanation in it from it's written from the perspective of the senior demon, but obviously Lewis's wisdom, um, just that the, the evil one 
if you're on, he, he will, he will always try to dampen the experience of both pleasure and pain in hmm. a human being, because both of those things, um, this is, this is my phrasing towards it, but both of those things put you in reality and allow you to see clearly. Yeah. So like if you experience like a true pain, it allows all the call it like, you know, just the BS that like we, we worry about and like can bog us down. And if we get in certain modes of thinking and ways of life, like we can think certain things are real suffering and painful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. which is different than like the subjective experience to it. But you know what I'm saying there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, intro the, the insight to it was that pleasure functions oftentimes in the same way of there's all these ways to like dampen and cheapen pleasure to make it eventually not even like real in and of itself. But if a person just experiences a pleasure for the thing itself, then it puts them back on the path towards God. Hmm. And I really liked it because it's simple. I think they even say something to the effect that I read into there of like just the power of having something that you can love to do for the thing itself. Hmm. Like how powerful, powerful, how powerful of it, like a spiritual thing that is, if that makes Hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of you describing Bill, Bill Alexander. Is that his name? Yeah. Bill Alexander. That doesn't sound like a very Polish name. I know. He's a, he's a, I've kind of purposely not Googled him. I don't want to know too much. Oh, I like that. A mystery. Mm -hmm. I love Mm it. Uh, But there's something about um, when you see somebody that loves something and that does it excellently is very beautiful, but then also cares very deeply about the thing. That can also be very inspiring. And I think it, it made me think of a word. I didn't expect it today when I celebrated mass and I opened up the missile in the liturgy of the hours, they had today's memorial listed as the beheading of John the Baptist. But then in the missile, it was listed as the passion of John the Baptist, hmm. which just that phrasing, of course, it, uh, it unites John the Baptist closely with Jesus Christ and in, in their death. There's a type of a passion there, but just also that, that use of the word passion like when you see somebody who is truly delighting, they care deeply about something, which means they're able to experience deep pleasure around something, but also deep pain around it is usually when they're deeply passionate about mm-hmm. something. And seeing people that live that way, there is something that's gospel true about it, that there's not an apathy or a lukewarmness to it. But like these people are kind of on, they're on fire to some extent. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, there's something deeply attractive about that. Um, and it, yeah. So I, that's just some some thoughts that I have. I don't know if y'all have anything else around that, but just that word passion. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the fire of like a love for painting, it just inspires him to say like, I love you. I love and you. And then he's got to go. him into com- communion with these people on the other side of the camera. Yeah. I mean, what you said about pleasure for its own sake, it, uh, and with this particular example, it reminds me of another Lewis thing, great divorce uh, with the, the souls that are like the angels that are coming to kind of convince the souls to say yes to the gift of heaven. So it's this 
thought experiment kind of, but similar to screw tape, um, sort of getting at just like basic spiritual principles that apply in all these different walks of life. But there was one who was an artist who wanted to stay in hell because, Mm -hmm. um, he was worried that his art wasn't being taken seriously and the modes or the fashions have changed and people Mm -hmm. are getting art wrong. And the angel was like, well, what you loved about art was that you saw beauty and you wanted to co-create. You wanted to represent the beauty and share it from your own unique perspective with your gift to, to make people fall in love with what you were painting, not the painting itself or you as a painter or your reputation or your body of work. Um, and he's starting to get it. And like all of the, a lot of the characters in that story, um, are like, I'll hear more of you. I'll, I'll hear more of this later. But like he was still too attached to the thing that wasn't painting itself. And he, the angel was talking about how you remember what made you love painting in the first place and become a painter and devote your life to it was this gift of like feeling the pleasure of letting God create through you, be an imitator of him. But then you got laud, you, you know, you got like praise for that and money and reputation and a name and that became the reason you painted um so that example of of the thing not being for itself uh it also makes me think of what one of the things i've been praying for lately and really desiring is to live from my heart and not from my head meaning i think that your heart your heart is who you are you know, but it's also the seat of your passion. It's the seat of your response to reality. Like it's your affective movements, all your, all your desires, even your thoughts to some extent, like they resonate in your heart and you ultimately decide if something's true, partly because of like logical discursive thinking, but because of how your thought, your heart responds to it. You're like, that's true. When you hear the voice of Jesus speak a hard truth or, or just a beautiful truth, um, you respond, you love it. You know, you want to be it. You want to, you want to imitate the truth. You want to conform yourself to it. It's not simply like this thought exercise that like A equals B, so B equals C. And therefore I should be a disciple or, or this is what my life should be about. Um, and beatitude, the kind of happiness of the saints is, is an experience of the heart, not of the mind. Um, even though like St. Thomas might say it's the beatific vision, it's like apprehending God through your intellect, but why would you want that? It's not like you're happy up here. You're happy here. At least that's the image I'm thinking of. And it corresponds to my experience that when I tend to live in my head, it's like I'm living for reasons. I'm like, this is why I'm doing this or uh, I'm praying wrong. I need to pray differently so that I can like please God or have another experience of God that I'm that I want or that was familiar or good rather than simply like relating to God heart to heart. Um or relating to people heart to heart, or relating to the world, and just going to to Idaho um, for a couple of weeks in in July, I got I was just felt very like in that rhythm of um, of life where I was just like not looking at my watch. I was not able to get online. I didn't have cell reception or anything like that. And in those situations, I've I've been restless. You know, like you you kind of long for the distraction and to know what time it is and to be connected all the time to entertainment or to other people, but to just be with the guys you're with in the woods and 
your heart and what's going on in your life and in the world and just to like live out of that place that's how you live in the moment because what your head does is like thinks about the past or anticipates the future um or criticizes the the current reality and says that it needs to be different or instead of just apprehending reality and then responding to it and i think that when you see a bill alexander or a lebron james or whatever doing what they're made to do or what they're so good at they are lost in that moment you know they're completely just like passionate Hmm. um because they they're about they're they're like enthralled with the thing they're doing with the with the object in front of them i don't think we have time to i want to honor the the heart out so we have two minutes my question to that is and the only reason i'm even saying this i don't watch nba basketball because so i can't even say that like I've ever, I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron James play a full game. So I'd fully submit that he clearly has put together maybe one of, if not the best, like NBA careers ever, all of that. But I've I've never, it's interesting, maybe like the Jordan years, but I would have never kind of associated him with that level of, I mean, you're describing like a beautiful thing, you know, Mm -hmm. in him getting lost in that. But he's he's always to me just seemed like clearly Give a great basketball player, but like shrewd businessman, like mm-hmm. business clearly man. building an image. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So and I've Jordan. never had that. I've never had that effect mm-hmm. in talking about him. So my question would be for what you're describing for someone else then to be affected. Like, what's the receptivity have to be to something like that? I don't even know that it matters necessarily. Well, it's a good question. I I think to me, it's like, I'm not a LeBron James. I'm not a Bill Alexander. I don't have um, anything that I'm like that great at, but I do have um, like fly fishing. That was what we were doing out in Idaho and I'm not that good at it. I had one good day of fishing, but the rest were like pretty mediocre. Um, But it's the kind of thing that does get you in a flow. Um. But I would notice I was I was better this year at just noticing where when I was in my head and I was I was not engaging the pleasure for itself. And rather, I was like, why am I so fixated on doing well at this? I'm sucking right now, but I'm in this beautiful place. With this cold river at my legs and this hot sun beating on my face and like just the beauty of being alive in this moment. In God's huge world and being a creature in it is a play like there's a, a, a line I might've used this in a podcast that um, the Connolly book on spiritual direction, where he says that the spiritual director, that the point of life is to enjoy God. That's why he made us is for, so we could, we could enjoy him, you know, or like the Corbone thing is that we're destined for life with the Trinity, eternal life in the Trinity participation in God. So, there's nothing higher and the director's job is just to help facilitate that enjoyment you know so it's not like you go to a spiritual director to try to solve the problem of your life or like what does god want you to do and then that's that's the point of a relationship with god is to figure out what you're gonna what your job is gonna be rather the other way around your job the point of your job or why god would give you anything to do is to enjoy him and to to be his member of his body you know like a a member of his house a son or a daughter um and so 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. LeBron might not be a good example, but I don't think you need to be. You don't need to be a Farver or whatever of sports or, or Mozart and music or anything like that to to live out of your heart. It's just those are examples where where people are like so natural at a thing, that it's just a pleasure to watch them do sure. their thing. Well, and maybe, and I know we got this hard out, man, but you just got some things going here. So, so I'm just going to be real quick, but the the difference in it, tell me if I'm not picking up on what you're putting down there, Rob, but um, maybe this isn't even that big of a deal, but LeBron um, is very, very passionate about being a great NBA star. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan loved playing basketball and wanted to be the best. And they're both very passionate. But like LeBron, from the get-go of his career, was management, money, rocking and socking. Michael Jordan, I've heard trainers give interviews about his work ethic and how he wanted to crush everybody that literally moved them to tears because he was so inspiring. They were like, I have never seen anything like that. And I think like that word passion, it's kind of been co-opted in like, well, there are bad passions that you got to be attentive to and disciplined to and say no to. Um, but to live life without being passionate, without caring about anything Hmm. is less than what we're made for. And I think a saint is somebody who's passionate about the right thing. Like ultimately this is the only thing that I care about. MJ did that. This is the only thing that I care about. It it was just basketball. basketball, It was basketball. But it's like, dude, like, what do you ultimately care about? Like, everything in your life is about this. Well, we want to lose ourselves. I think that's what, to me, living out of the heart versus the head. The head, you become a spectator of your own life and you, a self-critic and you accuse yourself or you compare yourself to others or the, that sort of thing. I'm like ripped out of my experience of what, who I am and how good it is to be me in relationship to God and the world and like all, just what a miracle it is to exist. Yeah. Only out of the heart can I can I do that. And these things that we love doing like sports or art or, you know, the, the play of life um, when it's not just a drudgery, it's not just work. That's when we lose ourselves and we're able to like be children again. Um, yeah. Dude, if we had more time, I would ask you guys, have you ever felt that about priesthood? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. Sorry for the heart out, guys. Selfish. <laughs> I got to go lose myself in the priesthood. That's why I'm the only one dressed like a priest. Whoa. Well, talk to you guys in a month. (laughs) (laughs) All right, later, skaters. See you, dude. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball.
Spanky dogs. Spanky dogs. Good girl.